Welcome to episode 25 of Focus on the Bible. Today's episode is about your judicial position of forgiveness in God's eyes once you put your faith in Him. It might sound a little bit complicated at first, but it's pretty simple once we get into it. Let's get started. Most people know that Jesus died for everybody's sins, but are your sins actually gone? Do they really not stand between you and God now? If you have believed in Jesus, do you have this forgiveness now, this putting away of sin? Or do you need to keep it up, toe the line, hold your end of the bargain, so to speak, for that forgiveness to be maintained? Let's talk about this. In the Bible... It is very clear and plainly taught that all who have believed in Jesus have been completely forgiven of sins and that sin has been removed from the believer judicially. I'm going to Ephesians chapter 1 in verse number 4, Ephesians 1, 4. Here's the good news. The Bible says, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. Does that give you a good thought, a good feeling, to know that right now you can be standing before God, holy, in God's holy eyes, and without blame of all your sin, and in the love of God. All this because of Jesus Christ, only for those who have believed in Him. Now, Jesus died for everyone. That's true. All people in all places were died for by Jesus Christ on the cross. All sins were paid. But this forgiveness of God only comes to those who have believed in Him. And those who have believed in Him have this holy standing before God. It's irrefutable if we believe the Bible. This is called positional righteousness. What is positional righteousness? It's righteousness that a believer possesses the moment they trust in Christ. This is not their own earned righteousness. This is not behavioral righteousness. This is a spiritual blessing that comes to every believer. As soon as the person believes in Christ, they're given this positional righteousness, which is not their own righteousness It's actually the righteousness of God. It is untainable. It cannot be spoiled. There's no way to turn it away from the believer. It's his and it's his forever. Well, how then does a person come into this righteousness of God that's now given to their account? It's by faith. It's by faith in Jesus Christ. There are no other conditions for positional righteousness to be had other than faith alone in Christ alone. Now I want to move to Philippians chapter 3 and see what the Apostle Paul told us about having this righteousness that belongs to God but could be had by any person in the world. Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 9, Paul the Apostle said it like this, And be found in Him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. So positional righteousness, Paul said, 
is found in Christ. This is another way of saying that someone has believed into Jesus Christ. They have the gift of eternal life now, but they also at the same moment are given the righteousness of God all by faith in Jesus and nothing else. This does not come by striking a deal with God. It doesn't come by sorrow over sin. Though, of course, that may be a normal outpouring that happens when a person finds out the good news that Jesus has died for their rotten sin. But this is not a requirement that there is a checklist of things that a believer needs to do to come to a contract state with God saying that they are forgiven. No, God is very plain in the Bible. When a person changes their mind about the righteousness of God, when a person understands they don't have righteousness, that they in fact have sinned, when a person understands that sin has been dealt with by God at the cost of his body and blood, when Jesus paid for our sin with his death on the cross and rose from the dead, it was all fulfilled what John the Baptist had said of him. Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. John 1.29 And so now, friend, the good news for us is that, as Paul said, we can be found in Him, not having our own righteousness, which is of the law. You see, if the only righteousness we have is the righteousness that we have created, then we are in pitiful condition before God. And unsaved. The Bible says that all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, Isaiah 64 and verse 6. If that's all we have are the good things that we think we've done before God, we'll in the end of it all find out that we're not righteous in His eyes at all. How good would a person have to be in order to go to heaven? Pretty good? No, you'd have to be better than pretty good. You'd have to be perfect. You'd have to be holy. And none of us are. You see, God is not a pretty good God. He doesn't have a pretty good heaven. It's not a B-plus kind of place. It's a holy place. And you'd have to be holy to go there. The Bible is very clear. Revelation 21 and 27 says that God will never let anything into his eternal heaven that would defile it. And there you and I are. As lawbreakers, sinners, dead in trespasses and sins, unable to manufacture our own righteousness by the things we do. And so, at our failing and complete inability, God moved. And we say that drastic measures sometimes are called for in drastic times. And that's when God got pretty drastic. God came into this world in the flesh, Jesus Christ, holy God in the body of a baby who would grow into a man and take on himself the title as captain of our salvation that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Hebrews 2 and verse 9. And so Jesus has dealt with our sin. He did not take a shortcut. He did not half pay for it. He did not mostly pay for it. He paid it all completely on the cross when he died. His resurrection proves that our sin 
has been completely put away. And we now with the Apostle Paul can, can say that we are confident that we're found in him. Not having our own righteousness. But that which is through the faith of Christ. The righteousness which is of God by faith. The Bible speaks also about this positional righteousness in Colossians 2 and verse number 13. Colossians 2 and verse number 13. The Bible says, And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. What did it say about our past condition? It said that we were dead in our sins and that we had the uncircumcision of our flesh. This means that we were raw, we were sinners, and we were condemned. We were uncircumcised. We had no way for righteousness. We weren't righteous and we had no way to build any righteousness of our own. We were completely spiritually dead. But in that condition, we could believe the gospel. And Paul writes that if we did, that we were then quickened together with him. The word quickened means made alive. We were dead, but in the dawning moment of our faith in Jesus Christ, God quickened us. He made us alive, and we were made alive together with him. Paul says, then we were given forgiveness, having forgiven you all trespasses. And so the moment of our faith in Jesus Christ, God forgave everything wrong that we ever have done or ever will do. All by faith alone in Christ alone. Verse 14, he says, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And so that pile of sins that all of us had around us, the very sin that we were dead in, Jesus Christ dealt with it. And the handwriting of all that we had ever trespassed was taken by Jesus Christ in this great show of his power and strength and nailed to the cross where our sins died with him. The resurrection shows that we now are together with him, with new life, the very life of God in us. Verse 15, he says, In having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. When the Bible speaks of these principalities and powers, he's speaking of dark powers, evil powers, Satan and demonic powers that in a sense owned us in that time that we were dead. They put temptation in front of us, those dark powers, and we bought their lies and we became subjects of the father of lies. And being found dead in our sin and trespasses, the life of God has now come for all who believed the gospel. Is this all good news for you? What about when we disobey God? Even believers do. Those who by faith have been saved, forgiven, 
and who now have the righteousness of God, even so, sometimes we still disobey. But judicially, our sins are all paid. Judicially, we stand before God as righteous in His eyes. This doesn't mean that we don't still sometimes commit sin. We do. Would you admit it? But judicially, our sins are paid. We stand before God having righteousness. That righteousness that's given to us is the righteousness of God. And our sins today cannot make the righteousness of God become spoiled. It's ours forever and is as fresh in the moment that we sin as it was in the moment that we believed and first received that righteousness. But now, relationally, we can still come to odds with God. You see, God wants us to walk in fellowship with Him. This is the intimacy that a believing child can have with God His Father. Judicially, we stand as not guilty forever. But relationally, when we sin, we need to make that right. The Bible tells us that we should, as believing children, confess our sins to God. And the Bible tells us that relationally, God will instantly forgive us and that we can continue to walk in the light with Him. This is all found in 1 John chapter 1 and verse number 9. Remember, there are two ways that we can have forgiveness with God. Judicially is a once and for all blanket forgiveness that's ours the moment we believe in Him. But relationally, we still sin. And that sin needs to be confessed to God and we instantly receive this fellowship kind of forgiveness. That's why it's important, friend, to keep short accounts with God. Continue to confess things when we do wrong and we instantly are restored relationally with God. Where are you today, friend? Are you a believer in Jesus or would you like to become one? Trust Him and you'll have the positional righteousness of God in Christ. We have a spiritual burden for our youth and want to let you know about what we're doing at Grace Farm, a youth camp in Dewey Rose, Georgia, where we help kids build a spiritual foundation in their lives that will prepare them to sustain the truth. To find out more about what we're up to at Grace Farm, you can check out our website, gracefarmonline.com. Remember that you can also stay in touch with us at freddycoil.org too, as always. Well, that's it for now. Thanks again for joining us to Focus on the Bible.